0: The Temple Commute, Season 13, Episode 4, Old, in which Lindsay insisted I take part because I'm the oldest. Oldest, Sean, but let's not go into how old we are, eh? I with, this one is when we were preparing the episode and we are like, let, let's get uh, Kerry and uh, see if Sandy, Kerry and Sandy are available again. And I said, oh, good, can I, can I sit out? And he, <laughs> he's like, no, you're the oldest, you need to be there.
1: <laughs> it's like, no. right now, it's, you know. Well, welcome everybody to the TEFL Commute. I'm going to do the intro because we kind of just sort of jumped into it. But um, the TEFL Commute, this is a podcast for language teachers. That's not about language teaching, but the topic always seems to come up. I'm uh, one of your hosts, Lindsay. I'm joined mm. by... Oh, David,
0: like, Oh, no, there's, there's three of us. We don't know where the turn circuit is. <laughs> ah. I, I, I'm Sean. I'm, I'm one of the other hosts and...
2: Hi, I'm Kerry. I'm the third host today.
1: Today we are 3 and what we're doing to what we do in the TEFL Commute is we take a word or a topic and then we explore it as it relates to language teachers' lives and their work. And today is the first part of a two-parter uh on age and this episode is called old. So we're all about the old today.
0: I bet you can't guess what the next episode is going to be called. But... <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll, we're going to leave you in suspense. It's a cliffhanger. What the next episode is going to be. Like, hang on. Have we said the topic of teaching might come up or whatever? Is, that, is that, <laughs> yeah. are we getting that? Yes, we did. To...
1: We did say that. We did. Say okay.
0: That. okay. All right. I thought you were avoiding it because Kerry did it so much better than you. When, yes. Uh, when John, when well, sure. could
2: it possibly like be one of those senior moments there that you don't remember? Well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, apparently
0: I'm the older, so yeah. There, there we go. Uh, um, Um, Before we get into it then, I'm going to play this.
1: Oh, very nice. So, clips of songs about getting old? Is that what they all had I in know. common,
0: Sean? Yeah, I think they're getting old or being whistled about old. It's quite interesting. I find it interesting because uh, obviously we will talk about language, that all these songs are about old. But there's, they there's, there's, there seem to be, well, I'm old, I'm over the hill, I've lost everything. Oh, it used to be like that. Oh, I remember when I was young. Uh, all the other songs, like the Alperville song there, I will tell people at the end of the podcast what the songs were, so I'll let them leave, let them thinking about it. Or this idea of, I still want to be young. Uh, I need to be young. I'm young at heart, you know. Um, and, and, and I controversially said before we started recording that language seems to be very negative about old and very positive about young. Um, so there we we, go. Could,
1: we could argue. Shh, Kerry, do you want to respond to that? What we were saying before, is language in English necessarily negative about old? Is there more negative stuff about old, or positive, or is it a mix?
2: I don't know, I I, I mean, my feeling would be that probably it's a mix, um, yeah. and it depends where you're taking it from. Uh, and also that maybe music has got a tendency towards the wanting to be young at heart, just because there's this idea of like, you know, sort of um, pop culture music anyway, that <laughs> maybe it's appealing to the young.
1: Yeah. I took, I collected as we were doing this. I had collected a bunch of idioms, you know, just did a search on idioms on old, an age, yeah, and and there does seem to be a mixture there. You do get your negative things. So often, like we can in English, we talk about people being over the hill, which is sort of past your prime, long in the tooth, becoming grey. Um, I mean, but then becoming you becoming grey negative.
2: Yeah, I was going to uh, say, I think there's been a whole new there's been a whole movement since i've become great <laughs> that
1: more positive. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just one of those things when you get older and all of a sudden it's you see, like you see everybody's like that and it's like not so bad it's sort of like you know i remember when 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 we were about to have our first child and all of a sudden i could only see people who were having children everywhere you know so it was uh um maybe but well but then the but i think the uh, or hmm because then there was the other ones, which are more positive. That I think were positive were things like a ripe old age, or a grand old age, or the golden age. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But, but hang on. But golden age is golden age is is used uh, in a reminiscent kind of way, isn't it? Oh, do you remember the golden age? You know of and so like. Oh, I think it's. Uh, and I do. I, 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 I'm going to undermine my own argument, but I often think it's used to to refer to a time gone by. Uh, uh-huh. but, uh although occasionally it is these are in the golden age of x i guess yes. but i feel that i feel there is a reminiscing there uh and i'm gonna really older... show
2: my age now Go with then. on on golden pond oh, no, no, no.
1: <laughs> On Golden Pond, yes. No, I so do remember. If you, that.
2: If, if you remember that film, then you're of a certain age. <laughs> yeah,
1: of a certain age, that's all the new one. Though. But I was also but gonna general, say In general, coming back to what Sean said, in general, and this was interesting because I looked in some English language dictionaries, like the Macmillan English language dictionary. If you look at the word old in the essential dictionary. I'm going to find it right here, right now to tell you, if you look at the word old, there's a little language note, I think, and it says you have to be careful about calling people old. Yeah, so there are other uh, better ways of referring to someone rather than saying that someone is old, like so you can say they are old, elderly or they are retired or whatever, as opposed to saying you're old. Yeah, so it's kind of a note. I haven't found the note again now, of course, but... <laughs> elderly, to me, seems even worse. I'm elderly is, is, uh, I'm, I'd rather I really be find...
2: old than elderly.
1: Okay, yes, here, I'll, I'll read you from an English from the Macmillan English Dictionary, in the, uh, the Advanced Dictionary. Words that may cause offence, colon, old. <laughs> Avoid, <laughs> avoid saying that someone is old or elderly. Okay, yes, and avoid referring to old as elderly people as the old or the elderly. <laughs> Instead, <laughs> use expressions such as older people, retired people, the over fifties, or the over sixties. Oh I'm my like, word! The I'm over seventies, <laughs> please now. Or seniors.
0: I was going to say that when if I talk to my parents and joke about them being old, and they're in their uh, you know in their mid to late like seventies now. They, they don't consider themselves old. They look at people no. around them and think of them as old, yeah. but they're, they're, they're not old. So, you know, yeah, I guess they don't... But then I think old. if
2: you've got teenage kids, <laughs> then you're, in their eyes, you're old. Yeah. And you get used to being called old, and like you know, oh, you old people, and you don't there know was, anything. There was a
1: very funny story that uh, I think Ken Wilson, uh, a colleague of ours, a, a teacher and teacher trainer, used to always say. Where he was with a, he was teaching a class of um, teenagers in Ukraine, and he was making doing a drama thing where they had to make a story. And he said, "Okay, so we're going to imagine a man. Uh, what's his name?" And they invented the name. And he said, "Okay, what does he do?" And they said, "So this man is old." How how old is the man? <laughs> and and uh, they said, uh, he's, he's, and, and, and Ken said, he's old. How old is he? He's old. And the person 35. And Ken said, no, he's very old. He's really old. And they said, 50 <laughs> and ken was i think over 50 at the time and he's like no i mean really old like 90. <laughs> so so interesting then all right let me ask you let me put this another way we're talking about so the macmillan thing said words that like make of offense old yeah and we're not sure about that we don't think that that's necessarily bad but let me can give I you just, some uh, can
0: i just say something about old uh, uh, just thinking about that with the old um, in the uk you know the um, i think this old and this age has become it's it's become almost equivalent to the uh, you know when you see somebody on a bus and you wonder if they're pregnant or not and you want to give them the seat okay with 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 the vaccine and obviously with our categories of vaccine going on it's now it's now the question of do you think that person's old enough to have the vaccine? Because it's quite a common conversation <laughs> open, <laughs> conversation <laughs> opener now. It's like, have you been vaccinated? <laughs> so, yes. but yes.
2: Hasn't haven't all UK citizens above fifty been vaccinated now? I, so that's I'm bringing below, the yeah.
0: So it's kind old of down yeah. So it's kind of like, but a lot of people will be like, no. Do you think I look old enough? I should have had the <laughs> yeah. vaccine, mate. <right> <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: no. true. That's true. Well, so let me give you some other. I went to, to the to uh to thesaurus and got other synonyms for old and so what i'm going to do is i'm going to read these out to you and i want you to think if you heard your students refer to you as this would you be okay with it or mortified okay Mm -hmm. so uh or or yeah i guess so for example old take it or leave it yeah
2: yeah yeah mature oof Um, I think I prefer old.
1: (laughs) I think
0: I can never be mature.
1: Okay. Uh, Yes. Um, Yes. As someone said, all of us get older, but some lucky ones never mature. Um, Okay. Uh, Here's another one. How would you feel if you heard yourself referred to as venerable?
2: Oh, my God, no. I mean, except, it's a, it's a wow, where passion, did you learn it? the it's word?
1: venerable Kerry Jones. <laughs> 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 you Being know, like, introduced <laughs> like that at a conference. <laughs> How
2: old would you be to use the word
0: venerable? That's interesting. Oh, oh, I would, yeah, yeah. A, somebody venerable draws to mind to me, <laughs> yeah. something <somebody> like Stephen, <laughs> yes, yeah. Stephen
1: Fry or something like that. <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, All right, what about this one? Then? If you, someone referred to you as senior. Oh,
0: mm. I've just Googled venerable
1: so <laughs> it, it's, no, it's,
0: it's, it's someone who called it a great deal of respect because of age of wisdom or character yeah? but okay. it's also a title in the
1: anglican church
2: oh, oh right yeah.
1: okay, okay. well go. let's come back to my other word, senior <laughs> senior well,
2: i think it depends how and where doesn't it because if you're taking part in any kind of sports events then yes. you get to be a senior pretty early on there's things like i don't know not that i've done much of this but things like fun runs or you know like yeah. the short charity runs and things and you go you go into senior category pretty early on
0: yeah because for me that would be the veteran
1: categories
2: yeah, right. okay. Okay. I have, well, that veteran way. was
1: another name veteran oh, yeah. was another word yeah that would be another oh, word mm. okay. i wouldn't mind being called senior or veteran well we but, use, i mean we do use senior you know you get an senior, but you're teacher. senior teacher so yeah, you senior know. teacher well, yeah. doesn't True. necessarily mean you're old it means that you have experience so there's that other kind of way and another word like that then is seasoned so, I don't mind, but I wouldn't mind being called Lindsay is a seasoned teacher trainer. That's fine. As opposed to Lindsay is an old teacher trainer. <laughs>
2: yes, definitely seasoned. <laughs> I mean, seasoned has yeah, seasoned yeah.
0: got a nice ring to it, does not it? Yes. yes.
1: Geriatric.
2: Oh, no, man, no, that's, well, that's another... very,
1: very old, in it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: but it isn't. It isn't, because again, kind of like in medical terms and whatever. Uh, so, yeah. having had. Um, a child of the age of 35, I was a geriatric mother.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Didn't I mean, it's that. just a
2: label in medicine, yeah. but that means that, oh, you're a bit old to be doing this, aren't you? Yeah.
1: And and how would you feel if you were introduced as... Um, uh, the elderly Sean Wilden or the elderly Kerry Jones <laughs> feels a bit, I'd be a little bit mortified.
0: I I as, opposed, be... as opposed to the young. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, the, the, right, it
1: feels like there's two of us. This is the old
0: one <laughs> 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 I think but if Sean I was Wilden called elderly,
2: elderly <laughs> I'd probably have to beat them with my walking stick.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: Or my handbag, my large capacious handbag. Or
1: well, since we are talking about how old we are, um, and and which words we would like and not like to refer to. I found another thing looking on old when I, I went, of course, to, to the fountain of all things, uh, hashtags and Twitter and things like that. And there was a hashtag uh, that was going around a few years ago called hashtag my age in a phrase where people would be, it was sort of like saying a phrase of like, I'm so old that I remember. And then it would be like, for example, riding in the back of a station wagon without any seatbelts, you know? Like, um, I'm so old, I remember uh, going to a, dro- uh, you know, the first color television coming out. It's often with technology. Can we think of hashtag my age in a phrase as a teacher that you would say to it like a young whippersnapper teacher, like a young 20-something old teacher who says something and you could say, well, I remember when. Anyone want to start?
0: Isn't it the key that I thought I remember the first edition of Hedwig
1: oh gosh okay (laughs) okay that's a a deep cut that's a deep cut because actually many 20 year old teachers might not know headway at all they would be very um, true yeah i I can
2: remember course books with no color photos and that's the student book not the workbook
1: oh wow that's a good hashtag my age in a phrase Mm. okay I i can remember using i can remember and i still have um uh folders full of transparencies for um using on the overhead transparency the projector overhead projector
3: i, yes. yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. I only acetate. recently
0: recently threw a load of those out <laughs> okay. like, oh my word not very not very environmental really is it all the aspects yeah, like, no but the,
2: you also, you also had that kind of roller one i don't know maybe i am ah, one, I yeah, yeah, yeah. and they and so you and you could clean them as well so you could reuse those it was kind of uh, like a Yes, a roller could, board, then
1: wasn't it? Yes, you would yeah. erase it. Mm. What about you, Sean? My agent. Hashtag my agent. A phrase for teachers. Ah, um, well, I mean, I, um, the other thing that
0: would be would be cassettes, because that's that's when I realised I was older as a teacher trainer when, when I was teaching a yes. course in which the the did the. the like a, a celter course in which the, the participants didn't know what a cassette was. Or had no, no, not didn't know, had never seen one particularly.
1: Yeah. You're like, what? I'm old I'm... enough also to remember using cassettes and being able to do the listening so perfectly that like knowing how long I had to press the rewind down to get... <laughs>
0: I wonder how much classroom time was wasted to rewinding.
1: (laughs) Yes, but I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd be like, okay, you want to hear that bit again? And I'd be so proud that I could, like, nail it just on, like, how long that would go back.
0: You would would get my respect for that, for sure. Do you ever still slip
2: up? and say tape script rather yes. than transcript. Yes. 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 Yeah.
1: I also yeah. say, I'm <laughs> old enough, my agent of hashtag my Asian phrase, I'm old enough to, to, to keep saying, let's listen to the tape. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but,
0: yeah, but, yeah, in, yeah. I, but in real life, I often video things rather than record them. You know, like yeah. if I want to put something, yeah. I'm uh, it's a, trying yeah. to explain, my, my son is six, I was trying to explain what we were trying to explain what a video was to him the other day.
1: Wow. Quite but weird. I can also, and the final one that I wanted to say is I'm old enough, hashtag my age in a phrase, to remember being a kid in class with my teacher smoking in class and nobody thinking twice about it. Like, you know, I, I us, doing, us doing a written activity and the teacher at the front having a gauloise cigarette. I, I, uh, um, you, did you Where were you educated, in Canada? Well, that was in Canada. That was in a yeah. French school in Canada and it happened also in France. So I don't know. Uh, when I went to school in France when I was twelve, but
0: I remember getting hanged at school.
1: There you go. Oh, Ooh. okay.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. All right. For yeah, I don't think there was
2: smoking th- in the UK in those days okay. by teachers in class, but but was
0: there corporal punishment? Teachers definitely smoked, but um, yeah, not in class.
1: I don't think. Yeah, the yeah, no, no,
2: definitely. heavy. I mean, like the staff room. The staff room crowd, would have been.
1: Yeah, yes, exactly. Anyway. Shall we? No, uh, a, gosh, memory road, <laughs> memory <laughs> road of getting of getting hit by teachers, walking into smoke filled staff rooms. <laughs> I feel like we uh, going through uh, the smell of the overhead projector setting on fire. Shall we have a break? Setting <laughs> on fire. What were you doing? Well, when they would burn, it would burn. It would, burn, it would bust a, a lamp, and it would. It oh would, yes, it would yes, smell yes, yes. So the
2: oh, really? special I smell. Can't
1: I really,
0: yeah. I that. know the light did. Should we listen oh. to Sandy? Since she's not actually here, should we, <laughs> we, we make her appear? Let's do that.
4: Hi, everyone. My name's Sandy Millen, and welcome to Almost Infinite ELT Ideas. One of my favourite things about social media is the fact that whenever you ask for help with planning a lesson, lots of people respond. So inspired by this, I created the Almost Infinite ELT Ideas blog to share prompts that generate ideas for our lessons. Now, I'll share these prompts with you here on the TEFL Commute podcast. Your job is to listen to the prompt and think of ideas of how you might use it in your lessons. I'll return later in the episode with an idea of my own. On today's episode, we're talking about lists. Your job is to listen to the prompt and think of ideas of how you might use it in your lessons. I'll return later in the episode with an idea of my own. Today's prompt is one of my all-time favourite posters called 50 ways to take a break. It's really easy to find just by Googling it. The poster is 50 illustrated suggestions for things that you can do to relax. How would you use this in your lessons?
1: so we've been talking about um old in language and how we feel old and we got a bit sidetracked going down memory lane but old has other uh things connected to language teaching sean you were uh you brought some stuff and and carrie you have some experience with this what's another area where old is becoming a part of language teaching
0: well, I would argue that over the last few years, maybe pre-pandemic, I'm not sure where it is now, but there's been kind of this move of the, the University of the Third Age, the idea of, of retired people um going into education, going back to education. And as part of that, there's been a growth in language teaching. Oh, it's a growth area in language teaching. And it's I think I've um I found it interesting when I first heard about it because we think so much about teaching of young learners. But actually, there's the teaching of old learners uh, as well. And there's a growth, um, certainly, um, in private language schools, in, which is the area I know best, of classes specifically aimed at this kind of university of the third age. Uh, am I alone in this
1: thought? No, I think it's something that's very common, especially across Europe. So um, I, and I think it's 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 more, I mean, obviously, for the aging population in Europe, it's becoming more of a thing. Um, but I think it is a growing market. I know certainly in Spain there's uh, there, there's parts of it that, that, that's growing. What about you, Kerry? You've you've done some of this teaching, haven't you?
2: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. This kind of it's become more and more of a thing. Even though maybe um, older students might have been sprinkled through classes, and now there's a definite. I don't know. Um, kind of morning classes would attract um, retirees who obviously don't have the problem of going to work, and so. I've taught um courses where we'd have these kind of almost like a coffee morning feel to it, but actually really hardworking. It's an it's an interesting kind of mix in my experience. The, the dynamic yeah.
1: of it yeah i think i agree and i think it's also like the because i think part of it is the reasons and the urgency of learning english are very different right because if we've been teaching for a long time like younger adults people finishing school they need an exam to pass or they need to get to a certain level for a job or they envisage that they need it for a job or they need it for their studies that kind of dictates the kind of thing you are teaching and also we sort of assume that they may not be interested but they're doing it because they feel they have to whereas i think a lot of the motivation for the older learners this third age coming back to learn languages is because they're interested in the language or they're or they're interested in learning so it's it's, it's a different different kind of sets of motivation at play
2: yeah i think actually some for them some of them it's exercising their learning muscles as it were keeping their brain young you know sort of um, it's social as well but it's it's social and stimulating. and um, so it's not necessarily the language. So yeah. I guess there
0: I, are it's, it's you're both it's quite interesting because um I um I find um, as I like to do for the episodes my my research paper for this episode is on, on language learning uh and, and seniors, but it's actually from Brazil. Uh and this person mm. had done some research in Brazil and they broke they asked the question of why why are you studying? Um, uh, um so these are all retirees, um uh, attending uh, language lessons in in brazil and obviously the interest in the language which which lindsay said was was the top at 88 uh, percent of the the class interest in traveling interesting socializing interesting culture were with there. interesting having a weekly activity which i can understand and then okay. also the, the things that you said as well kerry like interesting having an intellectual activity or a mental activity but they're actually much lower down percentages but they do appear on, on that yeah. list um of of reasons why people would learn english at, at that age um
1: uh, hmm. for it hmm. but That's it certainly simple, is it? a it certainly is a growing area and it also reflects since we have two materials writers here it reflects in the materials when you're creating materials um i've, I've been work when i've worked on courses which are supposed to be for adults as opposed for younger adults, which is the bigger market. But occasionally I've worked on things where it's supposed to be for adults. It means that when you're doing a unit on family, you make sure that you teach not just mom and dad and brother and sister, but you're teaching children, nephews, nieces, grandchildren, and that the questions are to give the option to talk about Going down as opposed to going up, you know, as opposed to what does your mother do? What does your father do? It's what do your grandchildren mm-hmm. do? Or how old are they? Or etc. Yeah, that kind of. So it's like reorienting, and a similar thing, I suppose, in materials for work. You're not, you may be retired. You may be not working as much as as in the past. um You may also want the the language more for travel socializing. I like the idea of it being a weekly activity as well. That would be that would make sense, I think. For some of the yeah, I think
0: you know, Kerry talked about coffee morning. I mean, in my experience, I've taught a class like that. I wouldn't necessarily put them as as university third year; they would just happen to be a class of people that were kind of meeting for a coffee morning. But I think it makes a very different way of teaching because there's there's not really uh, not necessarily an extrinsic goal for them to to aim for. You know, a lot of the classes we teach in in private language schools, especially, are, are, are kind of are almost have an exam focus on them. You know, they're going to go to Cambridge mm-hmm. first or uh, advanced proficiency. But I think it does change how you teach those classes and what material material you have uh, in there. But Carrie, did yeah, you find
1: I think that it,
2: yeah, I think it's kind of almost like an indulgence that, you yes. know, and you have more time to explore more things and go you can into do more
1: things like literature or Yeah, things. go off on um,
2: tangents and stuff. And the one that the group that I worked with most was a, actually a beginners group or yeah. you know, false beginners. And they got massively into uh, graded readers and they'd go off and like you know they'd just completely they would they, they, binge on graded readers and come back <laughs> and you'd see them spouting the vocabulary they'd learnt from the reader and it was all Amazing. really very very gratifying yeah they had so it much time must be
1: must be why don't we talk to someone else who's taught um, who who teaches senior learners regularly <laughs> so i'm joined for the next part of the podcast by um mark mckinnon mark is a teacher a teacher trainer and a writer based in the in the spanish city of barcelona where he teaches at the universidad autonoma of barcelona um we brought mark onto the show uh today because mark has over 10 years experience teaching the very group that we were talking about uh, senior learners, older learners, um, and we had some questions for him. Welcome to the show, Mark.
3: Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. F- first of all, what
1: do you call them? Uh, before I ask my first question, what do you call? You, you call your classes older classes, old, le- older learners, senior learners? What, what's the term that preferred yes, term? Yes,
3: and we now call them senior learners. Okay. Uh, they didn't start off as senior learners. We basically um, we started in about two thousand and five. I've been involved. With these groups and it all happened because here at the the university what we do is we offer general English courses with an exam um, to get a certificate for B1 B2 and C1 so this um, basically is for university students and you know young professionals mainly but it's open to the public the general public um, can come and do classes with us so we had a group of learners who run about um, you know the early noughties 2003, 2004, simply asked uh, the director if they could form their own groups uh, that didn't have an exam because they were really enjoying the lessons, really enjoying the classes, but yeah. they just didn't want to do the exam in the end. So, it, what, what happened is we set up these groups for what tended to be older learners uh, to do this. So, then senior learners didn't come until much later after we did a little bit of research. And the research started because our teachers had a tendency to avoid these groups. They said, really? stated a preference for the not what they call the normal classes. Uh, we want general classes. We want the B1, B2, C1 exam classes. First of all,
1: what's different about teaching these seniors? What have you learned over the past sort of almost 10 years, uh, more than 10 years? What has it been, I mean, 15 years now?
3: of teaching these classes? Probably over 15 years. We started, um, when the unsuccessful teachers started stating that preference for the general English courses and tried to avoid these groups, we did a bit of research into why they were unsuccessful, um, you know, why they didn't want to, to do these classes. And basically we found that they, they had special needs. Okay. Um, that these teachers did not feel qualified to, you know, to cater for. So we did a bit of research, and we discovered that the majority of these students were between the ages of fifty and eighty. So the youngest was about fifty something, and the yeah. oldest was eighty something. Wow. But the vast majority were in the sixties, so they're recently retired. Okay. Um, and also, we found out from from uh, you know questionnaires and research that seventy eight percent of these students had last um, you know learned languages at high school and that was more than 40 years ago, sometimes as much as 50 years wow. ago. And, wow. you know, what What the, the experience was, was they learned French at high school 50 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And they hadn't learned another language since, really. Never, never. So basically, and also we did a little bit of research and found, you know, things, interesting things like, you know, the the three of the senses, or so the five senses tend to decline. But, okay. you know, there's uh, there, there's evidence that, the three of the senses that do clearly decline with old, as you get older are vision, hearing, and touch. But obviously vision and hearing have got implications in the classroom. And oh, also okay. the, the the reactions of um, older people to, you know, things like auditory material, listening material, and processing slows down as well. So we, we, we started to see this group as a, as a separate, you know, separate learning group, much like young learners. We thought, well, these are older learners and Probably, possibly, this is why our teachers felt, possibly, you know, not able to cater for these needs.
1: So you talked about how certain of their like their abilities, so vision and 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 uh, listening, you need to take that into account when when you're when you're doing activities and so on with them. What what in terms of like general class management? Is it just like another adult class or a young adult class? Or did you find? Is it possible to generalize? Are they, are they better behaved? Do they do more homework? or?
3: Well, I think it is. I mean, you can see that it is just a general English class. I mean, there's, there's, there's you know, not a lot that would, that would tell you that it was different. But what we noticed and, and what we felt was our whole methodology had to be based around time. All uh, the learners needed more time to do things in the classroom. And that doesn't mean just give them, you know, an extra two minutes or three minutes to finish the exercise. Okay. It meant that you know, if you had a, sort of a lexical set, like 10 words connected to personality or whatever, uh, you would need to create a task cycle. So it's basically doing more work with you know, the, the same language. So for example, you would then match a picture to the word, then you would jumble the letters, so they had to unjumble the letters to, to remember the words. You, once you unjumble the letters, you do a personal sentence, you write a personal sentence, connected to you when you've written your five sentences you turn over the page you tell your partner what you've written uh do some memorization activities again like here are the pictures can you remember the words or wow. the students then would make a quiz for each other so he he would write a you know a definition for the word and the you know the question was the other the other team had to you know like guess what the word was so you found that you were creating these cycles you know for language and you were doing a lot more in the classroom with the same language as you would normally do in a general English class, because you've got that extra, you know, that extra obligation of the the, the exam at the end of the course. Um, you don't have that in the senior classroom. You know, you've got time to do things, so therefore you've got time to to work on language. The same Sounds- goes with listening as well. You would create a listening cycle, not just just listening and and then you know listening for specific information. You would create a whole cycle of activities for listening as well to help them. Sounds great. What about topics? That's one thing that strikes me as a
1: material writer is the topics, uh, obviously in many general English course books, especially for adults or it's always sort of adults and young adults and the topics can be, it's changed a bit now, but they can be quite like juvenile. So did you have to make kind of changes to topics as you were teaching them to sort of tweak them? Or I'm thinking even of, so, for example, family, I always thought if I was teaching seniors, you wouldn't be focusing so much on what do your parents do. You'd be yeah. focusing on what, what do your grandchildren do or, you know, don't describe necessarily brother and sister. You describe grandchildren or your children or what jobs do your children do and, and so on. Did you find it with any other things?
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to really look ahead in the course book and look at the topic, you know, for example, jobs. Jobs is um, normally done, you know, with present simple. But yep. you find that the majority of the senior learners are actually retired. So therefore that would be past simple. <laughs> so you're thinking, boom, you can't oh you yeah. can yeah. simple with jobs because they don't even if they're A one, they don't even know the past simple. So you go, oh. So therefore you need to to connect that to what do you what does your son do? What do you, what do your grandchildren do? Normally what do your children do? Okay. Or you can park the, the, the topic of jobs until you've done past simple and go back to it and, and, and do it with past simple. You know things like that, or sport. They don't engage in dangerous sports, or, or that's uh, right. I guess the extreme <laughs>
1: sports one doesn't fly that well. Yeah,
3: there's always an extreme sports unit in the in, in the coursebook, isn't it? And it's more more like they watch these sports, or you know they they used to do these sports, or the, the, the sports that they do and maybe going to the gym. So you've really got all the visit to the doctors that tends to turn up in coursebooks as well, and that you've got to be careful with that because that can bring up some unsavory topics that are real yep. for learners as well when you're doing younger learners then the visit to the doctors is something in the future or something that you don't do not normally do or do very often but you've got well, to realize that these can be sensitive topics as well definitely and well, that actually brings
1: me to my last question which we'll, we'll wrap up this little segment with because I, I presume you're still teaching senior learners now yep. in 2021 yeah. so how has that um segment how is that uh, at your work at the university how have those courses been affected by the pandemic i mean did you did you do distance courses with them are are they coming back to class now because they're vaccinated are they is it uh did they keep wanting to learn languages what happened Yeah,
3: i mean vaccinations um hasn't actually started it's starting now so we're still 100 percent online uh so that was a year ago last march we went online um, now, surprisingly, we only lost twenty-five percent of our students when we made the move wow. to online. We expected uh, a much, you know, higher loss in terms of students. So, you know, what we did is we made it very clear that the face-to-face classroom would go online. Yeah, and we're doing exactly the same things as we'd normally do in the classroom online. The same lesson types. We made that very, very clear. Um, we also had to give them a lot of uh, technology support. And I was
1: good. That was my next question. I, uh, did, yeah. There are a lot of they yeah. are on mute and uh, <laughs> the camera isn't working.
3: Yeah. I mean, to, they pointed at the
1: ceiling.
3: Yeah, we got. To, we had to make a lot of videos. Um, oh, you okay. spend a lot of time making videos for them, showing them step by step how to log on uh, to your online class, um, how the you know the, the online class works, and whatever platform we use, Zoom. Um, documents as well so that the video would also be backed up with a document you know with the pictures and the lines and things circled uh, this button which Uh, if it was
1: like my parents they would print out
3: yes (laughs) a lot of them said they much preferred thanks for the video mark but i really (laughs) prefer reading it Uh, and then also we we did offer you know teacher to student tutorials as well which turned out to quite an interesting thing as well it's like learning to do something in English. So we were, you know, speaking to them in English, but teaching them how to use a computer. Because, I mean, from that age, I mean, there's a lot of, um, you know, a very high percentage of of the older adults, the seniors, who are not really that tech savvy and have only ever used computers, you know, now and then, fleetingly. Uh, But what happened, you know, over the past year, we found that the the tech knowledge, they've become much more tech savvy than they, they were a year ago. I think because we've been basically surviving and existing online for the last year. They've been talking to the families online. So they, they, they today it's a lot easier but than it was a year ago. A year ago we really had to give them full support and encourage them really.
1: And I suppose, I mean, you've spoken about this at conferences and so on. Do you think, I suppose with the aging population, especially in Europe, and Mm -hmm. and perhaps to a lesser extent in North America, do you think this is an area in English language teaching that's going to continue to grow? Do you think it should, you've been at it now for 15 years, have you seen any movement elsewhere in this area? Do you think there should be...
3: Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, we've been, we've been doing this for 15 years. Um, we only started calling them senior learners, you know, around about 2006, 2007. Um, so word of mouth has gone around Barcelona that there are these courses for retired people or older learners, and their numbers have grown. Um, they haven't been affected that much by the pandemic either. But, you know, at the UAB, they also offer courses like history courses, science courses, art courses, and they're very, very popular. You know, it's, it's becoming like what they're now calling the third age university. There's a whole right, right, lot yeah. of activity out there. People are living longer. Um, I mean, some of the reasons that our students gave us for doing these types of courses is one, is personal satisfaction. It was always a pending subject, something that they didn't have time to do when they were working. So now they have the time want to do this they, they obviously want to travel as well and uh, mm-hmm. they want to remain active uh, they don't want to become a babysitter for the grandchildren you know they want they, they don't want to be sitting at home saying what will I do they want to get out there and they want to do things there's a whole social element as well you know, socializing after the class and before the class that turns out you know to the dinners etc and it seems to be growing and and I think if you do a search of third age university at the moment you'll see us there but definitely um, involved in pushing these this type of course because you think that the population is living longer so therefore we need to provide you know opportunities for them like this and I think in in English language teaching it's going to become much more important in the future you know as we go along I think this is going to be a big thing.
5: Mark McKinnon thank you very much. Thank you. Hey everyone, producer James here to say thanks for listening and just to let you know that if you want to say thanks to us for all the episodes that we've given you for free, we'd be really grateful. We love making this show. It will always be free to you, but there are some costs involved. So if you'd like to help out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash commute and buy us a coffee. I'm more of a tea man myself, but I'll still appreciate it. Okay, back to the show. (laughs) So, right. um, as we do, third part, let's change uh, our topic
0: within, well, not change topic, let's change our focus again. Um, old um, reminded me of Old English, uh, which I'm sure you must be an expert in, and well <laughs> <of>, uh, <laughs> All
1: right, Old English. I, I say okay. that,
0: Kerry, because you don't have to listen to him wax on about stuff as much as I well, Well, maybe <laughs> do, I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, no, so I'm, I'm not an expert on Old English, but I'm oh, willing really to are. practice.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've never written it. It's called it a course book exercise. begging no. to be written there. I don't <laughs> think I ever went further no. than English myself.
2: No. Middle English we did. But I'm sure we're the... going
1: to learn. Do you have a
2: quiz are. for
0: us? Well, yeah, Is that well, what I'm there sensing? Are, there, are, there are, I thought we'd do a quiz in a different way. I think all of us on, on our on our respective episodes of, of Careful Create, like asking each other a quiz. So I thought we'd do one together this time. So I found the most reliable quiz online <laughs> and I genuinely don't know the answers. So this quiz is on a website called zoo.com. So what could okay. go wrong? And it's a quiz, it's, it's, it's a, the quiz is called, can you guess what these old, and it's the old as in the old A-O-L-D-E, English words mean. So I don't know the answers and it's a multiple choice quiz and it's online. So I thought we would I'd pick two or three and we could uh, we could do them together. So okay. I'll, begin with an, I'll begin with an easy one from the quiz, because we should get this right, so people understand what we're talking about. So the question is, someone says, come hither to you, what should you do? Come here,
2: or go there, yeah. to them. Go, go, okay, go, right. go okay, with, okay, so yeah.
0: your, your options, ladies and gentlemen, are go to where they're pointing, go out with a bunch of friends, start cooking a meal, or deliver a message for someone. <laughs>
1: so go, going, go, go, go to where they're pointing you. I guess
0: one of the more common terms to hear whether it is in the movies or the media is hither it can be used in a variety of different ways but almost always used to refer to a certain place or here wonderful
2: I would I would nitpick with the wording of that question though I think they need editing here
1: come the the material writers (laughs)
2: it's it's here not there
1: yes exactly not Uh, go to where they're pointing you but (laughs) okay but we'll allow it we'll allow it (laughs) Okay, come, come hither. Hither, hither is English.
0: <laughs> buying, question two: Buying a new home means that you'll probably need to do this. What does bedite mean? And that's b e d i d h t. What does bedite mean? Bedite. So you need to bedite
1: your new home.
0: Yeah. So you've got four choices. Oh, we've got four choices: to be very happy, to meet a new person, to leave a gathering, or to decorate. hmm I wonder what the answer could be.
2: I am gonna go for <laughs> decorating I think obvious. so, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, they need, option they need to work on their distractors. <laughs> but yes. Yes. are not <laughs> very oh, surprisingly, you're right. Buying a new home <laughs> is actually, it's an exciting thing to do. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. Uh okay, should we pick a couple actually so what is pedite? Bedate means like, decorate. Uh, decorate. But to decorate. Okay. So we need to we need to be dyes uh, Oh, what's the next one? Oh, there we go. Uh, oh, this is odd. There's a reason that it's called Loch Ness. But do you know what Ness actually means?
2: Ooh, to be okay. a hard
0: worker, an insult, a word for a scary monster, or a coast which turns into water? No. Well, I
2: imagine. it's the, For me, it will be the fourth, but I don't
1: know. I think it's going to be the fourth. Yeah. I don't think...
2: Or, or Inverness, Loch Ness, Inverness. Yeah,
1: Inverness, and, yes.
2: Mm, okay, yeah, so I'd always just thought, oh, well, Ness would have been like a body of water or a river or something, so maybe.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, yes, that would actually uh, be the
2: name of something as opposed to meaning something.
0: It's a coast It's A Coast that turns into water. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple more. So if you're holding a, I'm going to say it's Withy, W-I-T-H-Y. Withy. Hold, with, withy. Okay, which, mm-hmm. you're, sorry, if you're holding a withy, you're holding which of the following? A party, a pencil, a kitten, or a strong stick?
2: Um, I'm going for the stick.
1: I'm going for the party because you'd be with other people.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, I would have gone for strong stick as well. And it is a strong stick. Oh, this no! Is one, this is one of those words that you, you thought... This is a feedback. This is one of the words that you never thought needed to be a separate word. Doesn't the word stick just get the job done? What? In the past, it didn't. So the word made sure to let people know that not only did you have a stick, but it was strong as well. Ah, so you'd have a wivy stick, I guess. I think you just
2: have a withy as a a staff or something like that.
1: But I like kind of thinking, hey, it's my last day at work. We're going to have a withy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have a a withy withy down the pub. (laughs) I can't wait until quarantine lifts and we can have a withy. Maybe it will be a
2: post-quarantine (laughs) word.
1: Yes, a withy. <laughs> these uh, the venerable... are restricted to six people in this country. From
0: <laughs> oh, no, uh, Monday, we'll be waking up six as well. Uh, um, okay, so the, uh, one more. Vener... No, I think the Venerable Lindsay Clanfield should be walking around with his withy, You know. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. Oh yes. yes. Excellent. Yes. All right. So, so we'll last one then. Someone wants to tell you a, 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 a how would you pronounce this? D y r n e. Okay what are they trying to tell you what are they trying to tell you someone is trying to tell you uh whatever that word was what are they trying to tell you what are, they are your answers. choices your choices a story a rumor a secret a recipe
2: oh can you say it again what was the spelling again
0: me D- uh i could just lost my screen d-y-r-n-e <laughs> mm.
1: Ooh, um, silence. This rumor. Is I'm, gonna go this, rumor this
2: I'm going to go no with rumor for absolutely no
1: reason at all. <laughs> I'm going to go with a secret. I, I need to tell you a story. Dirt. Oh no, we're
0: all different. Oh no, which one do I press? Uh, I've I'm gone I'm for secret, and secret is the correct oh, answer. Oh, nice. nice. The okay. venerable Mr. Clanfield gets his <laughs> right. telling
2: telling Derns with his withy. <laughs>
0: telling durns with, with withy. Just Careful, between you we, and me and the withy, we, we don't want to get that. We don't want to get that eighteen rating on the podcast. <laughs> oh, so okay, we'll, so stop we'll put out. a link there to are, this, there many. this. So if if you want to do them, there are a lot, but you have to go to zoom.com. Yeah, You put a link on online, yeah?
1: We'll put a link to this rather dubious quiz with their dubious <laughs> um, distractors. But it's fun anyway. And we don't know anything about Old English. So this is as far as we got. Oh. So, well, um, are, I think are we are... We are- are I we wise now? Are we wise I think, about I think. I think, I think this, our venerable podcast is coming to an end. Or has the episode got a bit long in the tooth? Oh, <laughs> oh nice. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh,
0: he's off. He's off. We, before we go, we should listen to Sandy Part
1: 2. Oh, we should, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Welcome back to Almost Infinite ELT Ideas. As promised, I'm back to share one of my ideas for how I would use this episode's prompt, 50 Ways to Take a Break, in my lessons. I think that students could choose two or three ideas from the poster and over the course of the week, fit them in around their lives. At the beginning of the following lesson, they talk about which ones they did and how they felt while they were doing them and whether they would do them again. They also talk about how easy or difficult it was to fit these things in around their lives. If you have an idea of your own for how you would use this prompt, go to the TEFL Commutes Facebook, Twitter or Instagram page. Look for the Almost Infinite ELT Ideas post for 50 Ways to Take a Break and share your ideas there. Thanks and I'll see you next time.
1: So if you have been um listening to this podcast and enjoy it you can find all our back episodes uh on your favorite podcasting app uh we also have them all listed at our website tefflcommute.com um you can find us also on social media at Facebook at uh, YouTube uh Twitter all all the places i think we are at um, please Tell your friends about this podcast if you enjoyed it. We always enjoy hearing from you, the listeners, as well. So you can leave us a comment on any of those places. We do answer our uh, answer questions and stuff. And um, I guess, I guess this is it. This is it. It's our final. <laughs> it yeah. is final. It's the final of this, this episode. Is it. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> it yeah, of Part one, uh, part <laughs> two of this episode comes next <laughs> next time, where we look at. Not old, but something else to do with age. I know I'm gonna and I'm going to leave you all in suspense. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. 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 Bye. Bye.
5: As your commute is coming to an end, here's an idea you can take into class. Your students may not be seniors now, but one day they will be. Collect some idioms about old age in English you could use the ones that Lindsay, Kerry and Sean mentioned in the show. Give each pair of students two or three idioms and tell them to first check the meaning, then make a multiple choice question for each idiom. For example, you can't teach an old blank new tricks. Is the correct answer A, dog, B, horse or C, person? Students then test each other using their questions. Finish with a discussion about idioms and expressions about age. Are there similar ones in their language? You've been listening to The Tevil Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clanfield, Sean Wilden and James Taylor. You can support this podcast at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Commute. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast player of choice and by visiting us at tevocommute.com.